Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guest. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind. You will never influence the world by being just like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now let's hear from our guest. I am so excited to have our guest today, and that is Mike Ballas. Mike, how are you? I am well. How are you doing today, Jackie? I am fantastic. Um, It's been a full week, so I'm excited to have this uh, moment to chat with you today. So, Mike, as you know, we're going to chat a little bit about um, your journey to finding purpose, and I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about that journey and, and let the listeners get to know you a little bit better as well. So my first question for you today, Mike, is what has been your most unexpected and proudest accomplishment of 2020. And again, for those listeners that may not know the time frame that we're in, we're in 2020, October, we've been in a, a national pandemic for about eight months now. So it's been a, a, a very different year. So what has been your most proudest and unexpected accomplishment this year, Mike? So the proudest accomplishment, I'm going to defer to my team. Uh, it was in the middle of a launch and of course COVID hit and it was a live meeting and, you know, very large launch that uh, people had a lot of anticipation for actually in, in cancer. And uh, the team was able to pivot in four weeks time and deliver a full on seamless launch all virtual and the client's feedback was, wow, I had no idea that it could be like this. This was exciting, it was engaging, and we wanna continue this even if in when the, you know, the, the restrictions from the pandemic ends. So uh, I think that's one of the things that we're most proud of that we were able to pivot so quickly, but yet still engage with the respective learners. Wow, that is special. I know a lot of companies were caught with needing to transition really quickly from live events to virtual. So congratulations on that success. So why don't you tell the listeners what your current role is? So my current role is I'm the CEO of Axiom and Axiom is an agency and we support pharmaceutical and biotech companies with their training needs. So it could be the commercial teams, it could be the medical affairs teams, it could be working with the brand team as well. And we have a scientific center of excellence. Uh, We focus, half of our practice is focused in oncology and hematology. And the other half is focused is in uh, chronic disease management. So cardiology, renal, metabolics, uh, respiratory um, disease conditions as such. So uh, we are a passionate group and we are excited for our clients and we love always to uh, bring the patient to the center of what we do as well. And, and I know I've had the pleasure of working with you and you you and your organization and your team is, is top notch. That is for sure. So okay. <laughs> congratulations. Uh, thank you. you know, and let's talk about, you know, our, our title today is around your, your journey to finding purpose. So walk everyone through your career journey to finding purpose. Well, I might have to run through that one. Okay. <laughs> starting out like I've always been a massive fan of fitness and exercise and you know when I was in my early 20s I got certified as a personal trainer a fitness trainer and I've always had that as some type of 
uh, an entity in my life. And it's coming full circle. And, and as I went through college, yes, I, I put people through training regimens. And it was sort of a passion of mine because it's something I truly enjoyed. But then I turned it into more of a purpose because I was able to help others reach their respective fitness goals. So like that's that's truly how it all started. And so then I, you know, I did more, you know, graduate work in science and then ended up selling anesthesia machines in the OR um, as my first job. I'm like, well, that was very interesting, right? So I got a taste of sales and was able to combine some of my business background. And then I built and owned a personal training studio. And again, here comes the passion and you know with the fitness and and I uh, gravitated towards clients that had some type of a condition. So my favorite clients to train were clients that had cancer or diabetes that really wanted to make a difference in their fitness and their exercise and their health. So that to me was really instrumental because I just fell so much um, in love with my purpose of, of helping these uh, clients uh, specifically with cancer and diabetes to lose weight, to gain some you know muscle strength, et cetera, whatever the case would be. So while I was doing that, I was recruited by a large pharmaceutical company to be a specialty representative. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is going to be tough juggling. You know, and I always had interest in, in pharma. Yes, I kind of learned the hospital system and I was exposed to devices and, you know, saw what was going on in the pharma world. I was like, okay, this is interesting. I think I want to do this. So I did do it. And um, I did very well at, at pharmaceutical sales. And uh, it really gave me a really good understanding of, of the marketplace and how a pharma works. So lo and behold, I was promoted and I went into training within this uh, pharmaceutical company. And of course, the caveat was, okay, you need to do a relocation to Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. <laughs> so I made the commitment and I did the move and uh, I was responsible for the training of uh, oncology. And uh, that was really uh, compelling. Um, and then I was able to, again, really find another passion was helping patients with cancer have a voice. And I'll never forget the day that I had this moment of clarity. It's, it's still as vivid as it uh, today as it was, you know, X number of years ago. I had, and many of us in pharmaceutical uh, companies, we had the opportunity to, or we did have the opportunity to go to clinical practicums at major cancer centers. I happened to have the privilege of going to Duke and I was meeting with a group of oncologists and their patients. Uh, and we were talking about specific uh, lymphoma and I met a very profound patient um, and he articulated his story. There were about 25 of us there. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house at the conclusion of his presentation. And he asked a simple question. He said, you know, what is it that you would like from me? And, you know, and he goes, I want to have a voice. I want to have an absolute voice and don't let my story die. You know, allow my story to continue so I could perhaps help other patients not go through what I went through. And I took him to lunch, he and his wife. And then, you know, I go back to the headquarters of work and we're going into work and it's time for our launch. And I thought to myself, wow, instead of just the training department or the brand team or one of the medics coming in to do a presentation, how amazing would it be to get this patient and his wife? to come in for the launch meeting and give an overview of what it's like to live with this specific rare lymphoma. And of course, you know, the answer was no straight away from 
the legal, the regulatory, and the medical department. And I perhaps am a little tenacious at times. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a good thing, right? (laughs) It ended up up being a good thing. And so I went back the following week and I did further homework and um, came up with a plan and some evidence to support my plan. And sure enough, um, finally, you know, after the lawyer really went through my plan and I asked her to be in the front row, um, yes, we did finally have the patient come to this respective launch meeting and be able to present his story to the group of sales professionals that were going to go out and launch this respective drug into this rare uh, cancer type to uh, these hematologists and oncologists. So a very, very poignant, very proud moment um, when I was there on, you know, next to him on the stage, I was sort of his safety net and he didn't really understand what he was doing, the power that he had until that night before. And he was like, Mike, you promised me I'd have a voice and here's my voice. And he just felt so good about getting the word out. And then of course the audience, you know, completely fell in love with this respective gentleman. And he was such a compelling speaker and, you know, really brought home what it is like to live with this specific um, form of lymphoma. So those sales representatives and those MSLs and, and the brand teams were able to go back and do their job in a very meaningful and a very powerful way um, with the patient at the center of their mindset. So then that's where I really felt and got that, that you know, purpose of mine to deliver compelling training um, with a focus on the patient wherever relevant. So that was my second passion was, you know, first started out with fitness and helping more of the clients that had cancer in my own personal gym. And then second, when I became embedded in a large pharma and, and had a couple of promotions, having the ability to truly help give patients a voice and have others understand the journey that they go through. That's fantastic, Mark. You know, I, I actually did not realize you had your own gym previously. I did not know that. Yes. So, yeah. so could so continue a little bit more on that journey. So now how did you, you know, transition from where you were when you worked with the patient to where you are today? Um, talk a little bit more about that. Yes. Yeah, so, so as, as you are aware, like when we're in a large pharmaceutical company, there are many agencies that support the work that, you know, uh, that uh, all of the professionals do within a pharmaceutical company. So I found uh, several agencies that I really enjoyed working with that had stellar solutions and then had great chemistry with, and they started talking to me like, Mike, you need to consider, you know, coming over. We'd love to have you on our team. And of course, you know, there's a traditional route when one moves their way through a pharmaceutical company, the traditional way would be perhaps to be a sales rep, come into training, do a rotation, perhaps go out, be a district manager, perhaps come back in and and go on to the brand team, marketing manager, marketing director very traditional route and a very, you know, a a, a fine route for for many people. I did not feel that that route was ideal for me. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to grow in other areas. I wanted to lead. I wanted to to manage a team. I think the most important thing for me was, was the leadership aspect of it. And so I ended up taking a role as a director in a specific agency. I was there for about five years and then uh, was recruited to where I am at currently um, I started out as a senior VP and then moved uh, obviously into the CEO role, uh, probably about three uh, years back. So uh, it's been a very interesting uh, road. Um, you really take so many things that you learn from X number of years ago, and perhaps whether it was in fitness or whether it was selling anesthesia machines in an you know operating room, 
or obviously selling, you know, uh, to uh, clinicians and, and nurses uh, as a pharmaceutical representative. But you take so many things with you along your journey. And now I get to infuse a lot of my journey and empower my team to be a better team to really deliver solutions and services to our clients that resonate with us. And I know your team absolutely loves you and you guys have been together for quite some time and it's so fun yeah. to see the dynamics of, of your amazing team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Mike, that's, that's a wonderful um, journey of finding purpose and you can just hear in your voice how meaningful that, that journey has been. But certainly along this journey, I'm sure you may have come across challenges and obstacles. So talk to us about some challenges and obstacles you may have faced and how have you overcome them? Well, I think... You know, some of the obstacles would be, you know, about four or five years ago, uh, a lot of large pharmaceutical companies where they were looking at all of the different technologies and systems that they had. And they came to a quick realization that perhaps some of the systems and platforms, digital solutions that they had were becoming outdated and started to reduce the number of digital platforms that they have. But at the same time, what was taking place was an increase in the, the, the technology, you know, there's so much technology. Now we're getting into worlds of artificial intelligence and virtual reality and augmented reality. And so a lot of the older systems cannot accommodate those types of solutions. So I think a big challenge is to make sure that you're delivering compelling work, compelling solutions that are as fresh and as engaging as possible. And the obstacle would be, hey, how can you deliver those engaging solutions perhaps on a system that wasn't meant to do that. So it creates a little bit of an obstacle and you have to have some really smart people around you that not only know the digital world, but also can communicate and liaise with the pharmaceutical or it doesn't even have to be a pharmaceutical company, any type of company to understand the platforms and the infrastructure that they have and make sure that we can still continue to push um, more engaging solutions that resonate with the end user, if you will. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, right now in this virtual world that we that we are in, it's no telling what we're going to see from <laughs> from a technology perspective in the next six months. Because I know a lot of companies are out there doing a lot of work to create environments where we can um, really navigate this virtual world that we're living in right now. So, right. yeah, pretty interesting. So, Mike, what about um, stories that you tell yourself to motivate you, keep yourself motivated and inspired on your journey? Because, you know, we all have our great days and we also have our days where maybe we're not as um, in the right, you know, mindset or the best mindset. So what are some stories that you tell yourself that keeps you motivated and inspired? I remember I sometimes I have to give myself a healthy dose of my own advice. <laughs> so when I was a trainer in oncology, you know, uh, back in, in my pharmaceutical days, uh, students or learners would come in for three weeks at a time at that particular point in time. And they would stay in a hotel. So they were away from families. They were away from their spouses. They were away from their children. It was challenging. And then there was a test at the end of each respective day. And you had to pass. And it could be very stressful. And so I remember there were tears. There were, you know, there's, there's many life events that take place. And you become very close with these respective individuals. And I remember having to, yes, pass on all of the scientific information and bring the relevant guests. But you are chief motivator as well, when you have a group of professionals that are away from their families for three weeks at a time. And I asked every single person at their desk there, and they would write down a specific quote, I would ask them to do this. There is nothing I can't do. Nice. Everybody customized it 
to their own. You know, everybody had markers, whatever, and did the colors however they wished. And but everybody did it in a meaningful way, perhaps a picture of their children, perhaps a, a picture of their spouse. And when the going got tough, and it does get tough, you go back and say, you know what? There is nothing I can't do. And I think what excites me the most now is I could be at ASCO or ESMO or any other large events where a lot of pharmaceutical people congregate all over the world. And I still get stories of my, I still remember, and I still go back, there's nothing I can't do. And I think that's pretty motivating to hear that and it makes me really adhere to that when perhaps the going gets tough for myself. I like that. There's nothing that I cannot do. I like Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Like I'm going to write that down and (laughs) keep that front of mind for myself as well. I love that. So, you know, and, and Mike, as our, our live, you know, we we can take turns and twist along our our journey and and our purpose and passion. What is a, a new found passion that you have and how do you plan to, um, align and tap into that newfound purpose slash passion? Well, I'll give, I'll give you a little story because I'm going through it myself, right? So I've had two sets of passions and purposes that I've brought into my career. I'm at an interesting crossroad because I'm kind of going through the exercise myself. I recently, well, I'm actually in the middle of reading uh, Jay Shetty's book on how to think like a monk. And I find it fascinating because it goes to so many different levels and it does bring up passion and purpose. But it talks about really self-purifying and reassessing your own life and living your best life, if you will, right? And so with that, and I am not getting any younger. You know, I've, I, I talked about, yeah, I was a certified fitness trainer. That was 30 years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> I am still as excited today, if not more so, about fitness and exercise and working out than I was 30 years ago. But a few things have changed, right? 30 years have gone by, right? But I refuse to let that be any kind of an obstacle. And quite honestly, I'm taking that and I'm using that as my fuel. So as I continue my work in empowering, you know, pharmaceutical companies and clients, in my, specifically my team, to be the best version of themselves, to develop themselves, to take their professional um, level to the next, their professional game to the next level. I am saying to myself, oh, don't forget about that passion of exercise. What could I be doing to help people in, you know, our age range live the fitness and achieve the fitness goals that they have the ability to do so no matter what the age. So I refuse to go on age any longer. And I'm just, I'm still figuring out in my mind, I'm reassessing that passion and how I could drive that with some momentum into a new purpose. So I haven't figured it out yet, but I am that. So you asked me what currently is my passion. That's my passion. I'm trying to figure that out. And now we have social media and we have COVID. And so there's all these variables that play a role into finding a meaningful way to connect with others and getting them to, you know, really align and achieve their individual fitness and exercise goals. So it sounds like you're really going back to that foundational purpose and passion that you had 30 years ago. And now you're really evaluating how you fit that into this, this generation of, of life that you're in now, this, this, this time of life and this, this group of people that are, we're not, not too old. <laughs> I don't use the O word. <laughs> <laughs> 
know, they say the 60 is a new 50, right? And the 70 is a well, new 50, right? Whatever. <laughs> 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 okay. So, Mike, I'm going to um, shift gears here for a second. I'm going to ask you a few fun questions. So I just want you to answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I am. Okay. If a song was named after your life, what would be the title? Happy Day. Happy Day. I like that. I see that in you. Absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful. Happy Day. Oh, happy day. <laughs> okay. Next question. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chicken breast. Chicken breast. Okay. <laughs> On the grill or in the oven? Grill. Grill. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, last one. If you could time travel to anywhere in the world, where would you go and when? I would go tonight. I would go down to the Caribbean islands. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight. <laughs> Which island? <laughs> oh, and it doesn't matter. I love them all. <laughs> Very nice. Do you have room in that time capsule too? I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, very nice, Mike. Thank you. Um, well, just a, a couple more questions before we end. What are a few practical tips and actions that the listeners can take as they are on a journey to finding purpose? Well, I, I think as we kind of talked through today, sometimes our, our well, I, I, would say, I would advocate probably many times, our passions and our purpose perhaps morph over time and we have to reassess them. And so, you know, where I am today, I would say, you know, a best practice that I've learned is, Accept yourself, accept your past for whom you are and what you've done, what you've, you know, what you've done professionally, and you build from there. So um, three questions I like to ask would be, you know, number one, what are your strengths? Number two, what are your areas of expertise that you enjoy? And number three, how can you serve others with your strengths and your expertise? And I think the answers to those questions, when you start to reflect with and through those questions, you really start to figure out and start to formulate a bit more of your current passion and invest time, invest money, whatever, you know, invest some really good thoughts on what makes you happy. And as we take that, you know, to the next level, however we want to do that, right? That's great. I mean, it is it is really about tapping into what we're already good at and, and what makes us happy because that's where we're going to be the most successful. Yeah. That's right. And it's, you know, it's interesting. So like, you know, going back to my, you know, my CEO world, you know, we, we do a lot of, you know, performance evaluations and, and assessing. We really want great talent. And I'm a massive fan of really focusing on and having discussions around the team's strengths. So when I work with individuals, you know, the discussion tends to be about what are you doing really well? It could be an interview. What are your core strengths? What is the ideal role for you? In an interview, I'm really looking for, and especially more of a senior role, I'm looking at people's strengths because I want to see how that would gel and how that would augment our team. And I, I think the opposite of that, a lot of times people get so bogged down with what are your weaknesses? There's a point in time to understand weaknesses for sure, but I'd love to focus a bit more on people's strengths and make sure that we empower them to be in roles where those strengths are allowed to come to fruition and grow. And then that works out really well for the team. 
but it also works out really well for the individual to allow them to continue to grow. And I'm sure that your team enjoys that conversation much more than focusing on what they don't do well, right? Exactly. Yes. yes. So my, my final question for you, Mike, is what is your favorite quote and how has it helped you along your journey to purpose? My favorite quote, I, I, I will probably just go back because it's what I live by, is there's nothing I can't do. Um, that, that's the honest answer. I, I, I could thumb through X number of quotes and books that I have, but I, I would say that that is my favorite quote because it's the most meaningful to me and it's the one that elicits the most action out of me. And so anything other than that, I would probably not be doing it justice because that's what, that's just what fuels me. Great. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time. It's, it's a pleasure chatting with you. Um, congratulations on the success that you have had and that you are currently having and will continue to have. And and Thanks. best wishes on that new fitness uh, journey that you're on and for that middle age group of folks out there <laughs> to make a difference. And again, congratulations on your success, Mike. And it's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure talking with you as well.